Super Talk Mississippi media production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, everybody. Glad that you're with us on our Super Talk Network stations across the state of Mississippi, soon to be the soggy state of Mississippi. We're in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Kelly Sanner hosting the Eagle Hour today, along with our producer engineer, Dalton J. Stanford Esquire. Bob Getty out today, getting ready for the big political forum uh, tonight that will take place in Jones County that you'll be able to hear on a couple of our uh, Super Talk Mississippi affiliates. And then uh, next week, that political forum shifts gears and goes to Lamar County, all in anticipating the August 6th primary date for a lot of the offices that are, that are up for grabs politically. And Super Talk's always at the, the, the lead position, as it were, when it comes to letting you know about uh, different political races and letting the candidates get their messages across. On the program today, we're going to be joined uh, shortly by Marcus Polk, a native of Olive Branch, Mississippi, who ran track and field for the Golden Eagles from 2001 to 2005. Later on in the program, we'll be talking with former Golden Eagle baseball player, Kerry Luke. And of course, there's some baseball news breaking today. Uh, D1 Baseball is reporting that what we talked about might be a pretty good fit uh, as far as coaching hires goes, that that might actually be happening, that Travis Creel, who is at uh, Louisiana Tech, D1 Baseball is reporting that Travis Creel is headed to Southern Miss to take the spot that was previously held by Chad Kaye. More on that later on in the program. We'll talk about uh, Media Day taking place next week for the Conference USA football teams. Go over a little bit of the uh, football schedule that is that is out. That'll happen in August, of course. But a reminder that this first segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Dickie's Barbecue Pit. It never costs anything to, to drive by Dickie's and smell. That's for sure. But when you take in the aroma of the daily fresh cooked meats, you're going to want to stop and uh, let the, let Dickies handle all the cooking. Whether it's a small event or big event, they will um, cater it for you. And of course, soft soft served ice cream for all Dickies customers that uh, that dine in Dickies Barbecue Pit. Proud supporter of the Eagle Hour, and we are glad to have them along. So let's go to our Super Talk Mississippi Hotline, where Marcus Polk will join us, a native of Olive Branch. We mentioned he ran track for the Golden Eagles from 2001 to 2005. He was coached there by Wayne Williams, ran the 100, 200, the 4 by 100 the 4 by 400 and did some long jumping as well. And we welcome you, Marcus. Glad to have you aboard. Oh, no problem. Glad to be here. Hey, man, it's got to be exciting when you hear all the great things going on, uh, particularly now in the uh, Southern Miss track and field program. Now getting national honors and events where Southern Miss athletes are being seen nationwide. Give me your thoughts. Uh, It's very exciting to see how the program has grown since I was there. You know, it's been some really good athletes that have come through that have achieved, you know, things that wasn't happening before. So I don't know the new coach name, but he has done a phenomenal job with, you know, recruiting and bringing in great talent. This has taken Southern Miss track and field to a new level. 
Now, taking us back to the geography class and our geography lesson, olive branches in the northern part of the state, very near another city that begins with O, that has a school <laughs> up there. How does how does a kid from Olive Branch wind up in the southern part of the state? Uh, long story short, never been to USM, you know, but I had a choice between Ole Miss and uh, Southern Miss, and a lot of people may not know, you know, the only two sports that offer full ride scholarships to all their athletes is basketball and football, so everything else, you know, is kind of you want some kind of partial scholarship. So Southern Miss gave me the most money, and I visited, kind of felt pretty good, and I ended up staying. I, I was happy because I ended up going to grad school later at Ole Miss, and I hated it. So I, I definitely uh, enjoyed, you know, my time at USM. That was the other O school that I was referencing, by the, by the way, uh, for, for those of you that aren't on top of your game today. But obviously a sprinter now running the 100 and 200, but how did the long jump uh, fit into the mix, Marcus? Honestly, uh, when I came to USM, I was recruited to long jump, but I became a better sprinter. You know, when I got there, then I did a long jumper. So I always could run, which I knew that. But uh, when I got there, I I became a a, a lot better sprinter. You know, I qualified for regionals. I never made it to the, you know, NCAA uh, track and field finals or whatever. I never made it there. But I I got close, but never officially made it there. And back then, the conference was totally, totally different than what it is now. You know, it was a lot tougher when I was there for, you know, the schools that are in there now. So uh, long jumping was one of those things that got me there, but I, I became a lot better sprinter. I think at one point, which has changed, because you talked about the guys that, you know, are going through now, was number four all the time in the 200. But uh, I, I know that's not the case anymore. Marcus Polk is with us, former Golden Eagle track standout from 2001 to 2005. So what was it about your skill set, Marcus, and at the, on the long jump that Coach Williams and his staff you know, sat around and said, you know what, hey, I think the Polk kid, might, we might be able to develop him into a sprinter. What was it about your skill set that they saw something? Uh, well, when I got there, you know, immediately when we started training, you know, they could see that I had really good speed. You know, it's something in long jumps you're going to kind of have to have, you know, some speed if you're going to be a pretty good long jumper. So, you know, through the off season and going into the track season, you know, they was able to see that I could run. And, you know, I could see that I was very competitive with the older, you know, sprinters that was on the team at the time. And uh, we just continued to develop me. And in the end, you know, it worked. So when when they came to you with the idea – Hey, Marcus, we recruited you as a long jumper, but we're thinking of plugging you in here in, in some of the sprint events. What was your reaction? Do you remember? Well, I was, you know, when I came on my visit, I talked to him about that. I, I wanted to sprint, but I didn't know, you know, coming in as, as a stretch as a freshman, you know, you kind of like, man, you know, I got to try to fit in where, I, you know, I get whatever spot I get. Because, you know, you're the young, lowest one on the totem pole. So when I came in, I was actually surprised that I was able to compete. And like I say, I ended up my freshman year uh, having the fastest 200-meter time and being able to run on the 4x1 team. So it was pretty exciting, you know, to be able to come in and, and compete. And, you know, Coach Wayne Williams and them believing, you know, I was ready to do that. It's usual in Mississippi now, anyway, that a lot of the guys that run track in the spring run cross-country in the fall. Was that your background, Marcus, as a – as a youngster coming up? Oh, no. No, 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 no. I don't even think we had a cross-country team. At, uh, it's 
in Mississippi now, you got more schools that have cross country teams. But I think when I was in high school, I'm gonna be honest with you, I, I don't know too many that had them. Or if they did, I didn't know. So I was more, uh, to be honest, track was one of those things that kind of happened by accident. You know, I was more of a baseball player. Some things didn't work out with that, and you know, I ended up going out to run track my junior year, uh, right before we had to start qualifying to go to state. And I went to state, you know, it was pretty kind of easy. And then the next year I got even better because I went out and ran a full season of track. So that's kind of how track got started for me. And and some of the sports that, that aren't the marquee sports, like track and field, it's it's not unusual for coaches to kind of beat the bushes and walk the hallways and say, hey, I think you might be, you know, you might be good. So was the the transition from baseball to track and field, was that something you had always thought about did the track coach approach you how did that initially happen well i knew some of the guys on the track team because i also played football so i knew i was faster or just as fast as a lot of those kids that was uh, out there running but i never got to run track because i always played baseball so because that's two spring sports so you know the coaches knew i can run because same coaches with track coaches so you know when they knew i wasn't playing baseball anymore they immediately came to me and told me to come out and run track so that's kind of how that took off, and I ended up, you know, at URSM. So it was kind of blessing in the skies, you know, but uh, that's just kind of how it happened. So what what are your fondest memories of Southern Miss now, Marcus, when you talk to younger people about Southern Miss? What do you tell them? Uh, I think just, just the friends I made, you know, they lifelong friends that was on the track team. You know, it was it was a great experience, you know, just from beginning to end, you know, just – I love the community, Hattiesburg. You know, i never been to Hattiesburg before I ever uh, came. And I tell people today, you know, I go back in a heartbeat if somebody would pay all my bills. But uh, it was just the best experience of my lifetime and just the friends that I made that was on the track team and outside the track team, too. It was just a great experience for me. So, Marcus, with all due respect, you're probably pushing about 40 years old, yeah, give or take. How, how are I'm the 32. Oh, 32. All right. Well, so you still got a ways to go. 36. You're 36. Okay. So how, how are the knees and hips and legs and everything holding up now after putting all those miles on, on the body during your college years? To be honest with you, and, you know, I know you can't see me, but I'm, I'm in great shape. You Good know? for you. I wish, I, I wish, honestly, that I was as strong as I am now. I kind of got involved in trying to feed that competitive nature and things like that got really big in the CrossFit. So I'm, I'm in really good shape, honestly. So I, everything pretty much works pretty good. Not as explosive or as fast as I was back at USM time, but, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Well, we appreciate you sharing time with us today. Marcus Polk, the native of Olive Branch, who ran track for the Golden Eagles in the years 2001 through 2005. Continued success, Marcus. Thanks again. Oh, no problem. Thanks again for having me. We will take a commercial break, and when we come back, we'll shift gears and talk baseball with former Golden Eagle player Kerry Luke. This is the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Mississippi network of stations. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
From the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, Kelly Sander with you on this uh, soon-to-be soggy Thursday. Dalton J. Stanford, Esquire, producer-director today, pushing all the right buttons. The second segment of the Eagle Hours brought to you by the Campus Bookmart, open 24-7 at campusbookmart.net. It's the big, bright yellow building right across from the entrance to the main campus at Southern Miss. Perfect time to get all your Golden Eagle swag in time for football season. Now, you want to get there right away because you don't want only the black shirts to be left. We talked about this yesterday because early in the season, it's still going to be hot. And those black shirts, of course, absorb heat. So you want to make sure you get your pick of the litter of the white, uh, white shirts and the gold ones. And again, no cheap stuff as far as material. It's only the finest material, really good uh, quality, quality apparel uh, that have the Golden Eagle logos on them at Campus Bookmart. Again, open 24-7 at campusbookmart.net. Still to come, we're going to talk about media day for the football uh, teams of Conference USA. That actually takes place next week. Can you believe it? In Frisco, Texas. And there's some news breaking from the Southern Miss baseball program this afternoon. A D1 baseball is reporting that Travis Creel, an assistant coach at Louisiana Tech, will be coming to Southern Miss to take uh, Chad Kaye's place. We had speculated that Travis Creel might be a good fit uh, on this program actually the last day or two. Turns out that uh, if D1 baseball is accurate, and they tend to be, uh, it looks like that may be happening. And let's talk Southern Miss baseball a little bit with Kerry Luke, who is on the Super Talk Mississippi hotline now. He was a Golden Eagle from 1995 to 1997, a native of Collinsville, Mississippi. He prepped at West Lauderdale. And like any good former baseball uh, player who goes into coaching, he's coaching golf now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kerry, glad to have you with us, man. Glad to be here, bud. Thank you. I have to ask you, as as a golf coach, former baseball player i remember when i was a kid when when all all stars was played you remember at the end of the yeah. at the end of the rec league our coach would would always tell the parents don't let your kids be playing golf while we're practicing all stars because golf the golf swing will mess up their baseball swing he always said that any truth at all to that or was that just a wives tale well to tell you the truth I haven't had any dealings with that. All of my golfers are, are golfers only. They don't play baseball at the same time. I would actually think that it probably is some truth to that. Oh, okay. Uh, but the thing that I like about the golf is that uh, I have yet to have a parent to come and get on to the coach when their child doesn't play well. So that's a big difference from baseball. Usually when the kid's not playing well, it's got to be the coach's fault. But in golf, they're the only one out there, and it's not really the coach's fault if they're not playing well. But we mentioned, you know, you're at West Lauderdale. They've done their share of winning baseball games over the years. My heavens. They have uh, it's a very, very deep tradition there. Coach Boatner was there for 40-something years, just retired this past year, and won uh, 14 state championships, I believe. So, yeah, we've had some really good teams through the years, and uh, my son is actually a, a senior to be next year. And, is you know, I've enjoyed watching him come through. It's a whole different experience when you played there now watching a, a child come through. So it's been really entertaining. Actually, I had the pleasure of, uh, of watching and calling play-by-play on radio of the 4A South State Championship Series between West Lauderdale and Summerall. Two of the finest high school baseball teams you would ever see. And, I mean, you talk about a classic matchup. Two years ago, West Lauderdale won the series. This past year, Summerall won it. Man, two great programs uh, right right here in the backyard. Pretty cool. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, coach Knight has done a great job. Coach Knight's been a great coach for a number of years and has built a really good program down at Summerall. 
probably as good as any program in, in the southeast, not just the state of Mississippi. He always does a good job. Those are really good baseball games. And, you know, anybody that's a, a fan of baseball would have enjoyed those games, regardless of whether you were pulling for West Lauderdale or Summerall. They were all three highly contested games and, and a really good series. I really enjoyed it. Hey, we came out on the losing end, but you know, it was hard to keep your head down about the way we played. It was it was just really good baseball. Kerry Luke is with us. He was a Golden Eagle on the baseball diamond from 1995 to 1997. Now listen to some of the guys he was coached by. Hill Denson, of course the Pete Taylor Park Hill Denson Field. All right. Damon Ionelli, talk about a blast from the past. <laughs> and Doug Lambeth, who was the pitching coach at Southern Miss, who actually went on to South Carolina, I think, after after leaving Southern Miss. Man, you talk about the varsity. You played for some some good ones, buddy. We had a really good time. Had some really good coaches. Really enjoyed them. Uh, coach Denson, you know, is, is pretty much an icon in Mississippi baseball, not just at Southern Miss, but on over to Bellhaven. I think Coach Denson just retired. Uh, last year and you know just a, just a great guy i had a great time in my time at southern miss for sure now you mentioned your son is playing now for west lauderdale and and i've coached youth baseball for a long time and i always told people because people would ask me they'd go doesn't it aren't you scared to coach kids of guys who really had success at, at, at the higher levels or even coaches kids i actually coached doug lambeth's son and, uh, and I said, no. I said, co- coaches and players who play the game at a high level are the easiest parents to get along with because they get it. They, they understand the purpose. To which you exactly. say what? Give me your two cents worth on that, Gary. Well, like I said, I played for Coach Boatner and, and played for Coach Barry. That Now I play for Coach Barry at, at Meridian Community College and Coach Palmer there as well. So I've been blessed with Coach Denson and the guys to play around some of what I think are the greatest coaches in in the southeast, not just Mississippi. And so I had a really good basis, you know, in order to work with my son, but I also didn't want to get to the point where it was monotonous to him and I was I felt like I was over coaching him. So it's a fine line that you have to walk there dealing with your kids. And if you ask mine, I'm sure they say I crossed the line way more than I should have. So uh but it, you know, I understand what the coach is going through, being a former player, being a former coach as well. I know the job that they have and how hard it is when parents get more involved than they should. So I try to stay out of the way. I try to reiterate what the coaches said sometimes. And if I see something that, that I think is is right or wrong, you know, I'll, I'll you know agree with it or, or tell him, hey, maybe we want to look at doing this a different way than what this is say. You know, it's it's a fine line that you have to walk, but you know, it's a lot of fun. It it was not something that I wanted to do. Coach my own children had that opportunity as as they got into high school. Had an opportunity to go to baseball at West Lauderdale the last few years and. Uh, just decided that that wasn't for me. A lot of people are good at that, but that's just not something that I that I wanted to do. So, but even though back to nineteen ninety five, and it might be a little bit difficult to harken back, but but tell us about the <laughs> the recruiting trail and how you wound up at the Hattiesburg campus. Out of high school, uh, actually, Charlie Gray was there at that time as the assistant at Southern Miss with Coach Denson uh, and Coach Gray. Came and recruited while I was in high school, talked to me a little bit, you know, was kind of that borderline guy, had good, really good grades, really needed a junior college route to get physically stronger, a little bit bigger and stuff. And Coach Gray came to me and said, hey, we'd love to have you. We think this is best for you to go to JUCO, but if you want to come now, you've got good grades, we've got some money that we've got available, and we can work it out. 
Uh, I decided to go on to junior college at Meridian with Coach Palmer and Coach Barry. It was a great decision for me. Uh, had two great years there. Um, we got to go to the JUCO World Series both years. And then Coach Ionelli and Coach Denson, had, they already knew me from high school and you know, kept in touch and kept recruiting. And I actually signed early in my sophomore year in the early signing period and, you know, and got to come down to Southern Miss. So it was kind of a, it was kind of a long, you know, recruiting deal because I had known them since high school, you know, and so it was a, it was an easy decision for me because I knew the program and knew, you know, that they had great players coming back and I knew it was a great fit for me because, you know, they had a great program. I was still close to home. My parents could get to come and watch some games. So, that was that was a big plus for me as well. You weren't very far away from home for sure, but still probably the toughest transition in a young man's life is that first year out of high school going to whatever the next level is. Absolutely. Do you remember Absolutely. any trepid- trepidations and fears that you had about uh, coming to the quote-unquote big city from Collinsville? Well, you, you know, it was uh, like everybody, you know, it's just the uncertainty. You know, I came from Collinsville, a small town. I grew up, we knew everybody, you know, guys I played summer league ball with from the time we were six years old those are my high school teammates and you know everybody everybody was pretty close and, and just get to a place where you were unsure that was the biggest thing you know by that time in my life I was ready for a change ready to get to that point so I wasn't I wouldn't say that I was just scared but you know always some uncertainty you know just not knowing what's in what's in store for you and, and trying to figure out which way you need to go. How, how long were you in your Golden Eagle career, Kerry Luke, before you understood that this was not high school anymore and everybody around you is every bit as good as you were? Probably the first scrimmage. Uh, you know, we get there and, you know, I, like I said, I came from a junior college uh, and when I got there, you know, I'd had two really good years at junior college and had been successful and, and had played with some really good players and seen some really good players and pitching and, you know, getting to Southern Miss, every level up is just a jump in the athleticism and the ability level of, of guys and, you know, getting there and seeing all these pitchers and seeing all these players who were everybody's best player on their high school team, their leading team, junior college, wherever they came from, they were all the best and, uh, it was it was intimidating at first, you know. You get out there and you you see John Bell out there. John's throwing, you know, eighty nine ninety from the left side, throwing a great changeup. You had, you know, Derek Reams coming from Florida State who could just absolutely maul the baseball, hit it a mile. And you know, I'm sitting there going, "Whew, I got to work." You know, I got to work hard to even get a chance to get on this field. So. It took about one scrimmage to see some of the talent that we had, and you know, and to realize, hey, you got to step your game up. You got to really work hard here. So. Well, this bumper music that comes in here all the time lets us know that we're on the cusp of a commercial break, and we're going to keep Kerry Luke with us for a second segment. We're t- going to talk about some of the other players that that donned Golden Eagle uniforms during his tenure, and how does a baseball great turn out to be a golf coach? We'll find <laughs> out that and more stuff as the Eagle Hour continues in a moment. Southern Miss to the top. Batten down the hatches, those of you particularly in South Mississippi. Hopefully we won't get uh, too much rain. 
that we can't handle, but uh, we've got our fingers crossed, of course. We're in the First Bank Studios, snug as a bug here in Hattiesburg. Kelly Sander, along with producer-engineer Dalton Stanford. This third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill in the shadows of M.M. Roberts Stadium, a great place to pregame. The 8.95 lunch special every single day includes a drink for pocket billiard tables uh, for you to enjoy there. Great Southern Miss uh, memories. Man, it's it's almost like a, a museum walking through the 4th Street Bar and Grill. They've got uh, framed jerseys up there from uh, Chris Riles who blocked for Brett Favre. I think Brett, one of Brett's jerseys is framed up there. Uh, Ray Guy has a jersey that's framed. 4th Street Bar and Grill, the place to pregame and to hang out before and after the game and proud to be a sponsor of the Eagle Hour and we are glad to have them along. Continuing our discussion with Kerry Luke, Golden Eagle baseball player from 95 through 1997 played for uh, Hill Denson and in the commercial break got to talk with Kerry a little bit and you talk about one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Some of the guys that you played with Kerry Luke are are subject of lore now (laughs) Southern Miss baseball including the Logan brothers yes? Chris, uh, Chris was actually a year ahead of me, uh, but I got to know Chris while I was down there. I played with Kyle, and uh, Kyle was one of my best friends on the team, and uh, a lot of fun and a really, really good ball player. Both guys were, so that, it was a lot of fun with those two. Now, Fred Cooley, who uh, whose dad, Sim Cooley, was the longtime football coach at Jones Junior College, he had just graduated, right, when you came in? He had Fred had graduated a little bit before I did. Uh, I knew who Fred was. Anybody that kept up with Southern Miss baseball knew who Fred Cooley was. And uh, his when I got there, you know, Coach Denson would say, "You see that tree right out there behind the outfield scoreboard?" Fred hit it over that tree into the apartments. You know, so Fred was a Fred was a big time name. I had actually gotten to play softball against Fred, and so I had, I had known Fred a little bit before I got there. So. He was he was a big time name at Southern Miss baseball for sure. And, and look, Fred Cooley was an eight cylinder model, right? I mean, he was he was he was a pretty big dude, but boy, could he rake! I mean, he, it, it was either out of the ballpark or you know, that's the only way he knew how to hit was knocking out. Fred of the park. was not concerned about uh, getting a whole lot of triples. Right, uh, Fred. Fred was a masher uh, from way back, and uh, you know, he hit the ball probably some of the hardest balls I've ever seen hit. Uh, were hit by Fred, and you know it was just unbelievable how he could hit it—not just a baseball, but a softball. And and they said Fred was, uh, you know, was really, really tough in football. So I couldn't imagine trying to line up in front of that guy and, and have him run over you, because I'm sure that wasn't a pleasant experience either. Now, now, one of the great things about baseball is the camaraderie and brotherhood in the relationships that are that are developed, and, and many of them last a lifetime. And now, one of the things that's kind of neat, I would think, in your life, Kerry Luke, is is your son is getting to play baseball on the same teams with some of your teammates' sons. Fill in the, bl- fill in the blanks for us. Well, this past Tuesday, uh, we went over to West Alabama. Uh, David Steeds, an assistant coach over there, called me, and they had a team coming from Tampa, wanted to come play uh, against a, a team to get some games in, scrimmage games, and he called me, and he said, can you bring a team over? I said, sure. And uh, we were short a, a kid or two, and, and I called Chris Logan, and I said, Chris, look, I know your boy is a, a really good player, good catcher. You know, would y'all want to come up and, and play a nine-inning scrimmage game with us? He said, absolutely. So Chris and Brady came up, and my son and, and, and Brady got to play together, and, and that's really fun. And, 
you know, just to get to see those guys and talk about, hey, what we used to be and our kids look at us and go, there's no way. You know, y'all, y'all, weren't, y'all weren't this. There's no way looking at y'all, y'all could go out and do this. But you know, it's a lot of fun to go back and talk. It's a lot of fun to see these other guys that I played with that are now head coaches and assistant coaches. And, you know, I'm sad for Chad leaving uh, Southern Miss, got to play ball at Southern Miss with Chad Cayenne, but I'm so proud for him to get the opportunity to go to Texas A&M and, you know, Mike Federico played with him, Chad Bradford, uh, you know, different ones that, that you see and, and, you know, you go back and look at and think, boy, that was that was a great time in my life. And now I'm getting to see them and see their kids are playing. And, you know, those guys are talking to my kids, you know, about coming and playing baseball. So that's really neat. It's, it's really been enjoyable. You know, and you talk about Chad Bradford, it looks like his son Keller is uh, turning out to be quite a coach in his own right. You know, still he is, uh, still very early in his career, but it looks like he's he's got the stuff. Well, we, you know, we actually, uh, on Tuesday, um, we actually went over to uh, Hines for a visit with my oldest son. Uh, and Chad's boy, Keller, is actually going to be the new pitching coach for, for Hines next year. And, you know, that was part of the plug. You know, hey, we've got a, we've got a kid that's fresh out of college and, He's got a great, you know, great baseball IQ, great baseball genetics. His dad was a big league pitcher, and I'm nodding my head in the background, going, "Yeah, I, I, I full, I'm fully aware. I got to play first and third behind Chad while he was throwing those ground balls and, and sawing people off, and watched him in the pros for ten years. It was, it was a lot of fun, and it's really neat to get to experience that with your own son. Now. It, it is funny when you get to talk to your kids about your playing careers, and 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 when the kids, when your sons look in the face and say, "Dad." No baseball field is 600 feet to dead center. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Those home you know, runs I, I, seem I to get longer and longer, that. don't they? I tell my son that, and then you know, then you can take him down there and you can show him old Smokey Harrington Baseball Park, and he goes, "My God, this place is huge!" You know, and so that's one of the things you can always say, "Hey, I played here, and this field's 440 to center," and he's like, "No way." And then you go show him Smokey Harrington, he said, well, maybe it is. You know, that's one of the biggest fields I've ever played on, you know. And I'm not sure if, if the, the the flag in center field, which has always been in play at Smokey, at Smokey Harrington Park, is still in play. I'm not sure. Um, I think they actually cut a little wall across the center field to take the flag out of play, like a little temporary fence the last time I was there. But, boy, it, that was the biggest field I had ever seen in high school. I, I didn't think – you hit the ball in the gap, and you had a chance at the inside of park home run with some speed guys, and you know it just you never could get, never could cut the ball off. It was so big. Yeah, for playing center field, you better have some wheels, right? If you played there, you better there. be able to go get it. Absolutely. Now, Kerry Luke, how how do you make the transition from baseball guy to being a golf coach now at the high school level? Yes, I think that was just a just a matter of luck and and you know right opportunity at the right time. I actually coached. And girls softball at West Lauderdale for 10 years and, and when my oldest son got to be a ninth grader I, I decided to give up the coaching where I could watch him uh, I didn't want to miss any of it you know I'd miss so much growing up different games while I was coaching and I didn't want to miss it and so uh, I gave that up and, and I, I didn't coach anything for a couple of years and I helped out the golf coach when he had you know when he needed to do some stuff and, and our golf coach actually transferred to another school uh, and the golf job was open, and they, since I had helped him a few times, they just came to me and said, "Hey, would you like to do it?" And I said, "Absolutely." You know, this is a this is a pretty good gig. So that's kind of how I got into it. It wasn't my knowledge of golf or my golf swing. I can promise you that. Well, so, interesting that you coach softball. Fundamentally speaking, is there a big difference between softball and baseball mechanically? 
Not really. Not in not in the defense. That's the biggest thing. You know, you can teach defense. It's all the same. Uh, now, there's some different things that you do different as far as the, the pitching and the bunt coverages and different things like that. But as far as teaching kids to, to catch the ball and throw the ball and hit the ball, you know, I mean, it, it's all pretty much the same. And so it wasn't a big adjustment. You know, I, I will say this. Uh, I really enjoyed coaching the young ladies. They really play hard for you. And that's that was one thing that I was, you know, I hadn't been around that much. You know, I'd been around baseball and coaching guys my whole life. And, and getting into coaching the young ladies, they absolutely, if you believe in them and they, they, they want to please, they will play hard for you and practice hard. And I was very surprised at that to begin with, but it was one of the things that, that made it really enjoyable. Kerry Luke is a native of Collinsville. He played for the Golden Eagles baseball team from 1995 to 1997, and certainly there was no social media around at that time, no Twitter, no Instagram, and the like. Now that your sons are coming up in that world, Kerry, what advice do you give your sons regarding, and, and what, are, what advice would you give prep athletes across the country who now have access to all this social media? You know, that's that's the biggest change for me is, is watching that. Uh, being a teacher at school, you know, there's so much so much emphasis on that among the, the kids at school. And, and, and that's how it's gone to in the recruiting stages now as well. You don't get the letter in the mailbox that we used to get. Boy, you run in the mailbox, say, I got a letter from Southern Miss. That was awesome. Now they text you, you know, at all times. You know, you, you have a chance to – to text the player, you know, in, in certain windows, you know, of course, in the recruiting guidelines. But, you know, social media, they can follow you. They can see at-bats that you've had. You know, games are live stream like the games with, with Summerall. You know, you can actually watch a kid play if you're not there. And it's unbelievable the access that these players have to certain things. But that's also a double-edged sword because everything that you do and say is out there for other people to see. And, it's t- uh, and that's t- what I would warn the kids against. You know, just understand that, that whatever you're doing and, and saying and you're, you're putting it on, you know, Instagram or, you know, you're filming this and sending it to a friend, that stuff's not going to go away in two weeks. You know, 20 years from now, when you're trying to get that job somewhere and this video pops up of you as a 17-year-old doing something stupid, you know, those are things that kids don't think about, you know, and that's what worries me about this generation. Everything's at the touch of a finger, and everybody wants to put something out there that they can get a like on, you know, so that that's tough. And it's tough, you know, to have a kid and worry about that for him all the time. Well, Kerry Luke has joined us in the last two segments of the Eagle Hour out of West Lauderdale High School, now coaching a little golf, but uh, a Golden Eagle baseball player from 95 through 97. Continued success, Kerry. Thanks for uh, sharing some time with us. I really appreciate it, bud. Enjoyed it. All right. We'll take a commercial break. On the other side, as we wrap up the show, we'll kind of tell you a little bit about a lot of things, including some uh, some news breaking from the Southern Miss baseball program. We'll talk about the field day coming up next week in a moment as the Eagle Hour continues. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
final segment of the Eagle Hour today brought to you by Gulfport Home Center, South Mississippi's largest selection of uh, manufactured homes. Whether you are downsizing as a person maybe looking to retire or uh, looking for a home that uh, fits within your, your budget, Gulfport Home Center, you can check them out online or uh, right off of uh, Highway 49 as you're traveling toward Mississippi's Gulf Coast. Gulfport Home Center, we thank them for being part of the Eagle Hour. All right, lots to talk about a little bit about a lot of things. All right, let's start about the news breaking from the Southern Miss baseball program. D1 Baseball is reporting this afternoon that Travis Creel will soon be named a new assistant baseball coach and recruiting coordinator at Southern Miss, succeeding Chad Kaye. We mentioned on the program, uh, actually starting a couple of days ago, that we thought that that might be a good fit. And uh, who are we to ever tell Scott Barry how to do his job? Because he has, has done a has a great history of uh, of hiring successful coaches but you talk to anybody at louisiana tech where travis creel comes from they'll tell you about what a fire breather this guy is and still very young in his career with southern miss ties he's uh, out of ocean springs high school but coached both at meridian and jones he was a member of the uh, the southern miss college world series team under Corky Palmer, and then, as we mentioned, coached at Meridian and Jones. Um, his boss at Louisiana Tech, Lane Burroughs, actually recruited Travis Creel to Southern Miss. So there's a lot, a lot of black and gold threads uh, running through his his career. But if uh, D1 Baseball is correct, it appears that Travis Creel will be getting rid of the blue and red at Louisiana Tech and coming home to uh, coach for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles on the baseball field, and that would leave the volunteer spot open that, that B.A. Volmuth vacated earlier this week. But we talked about um, a name that we keep hearing is Lad Rhodes, who is also an assistant at uh, Jones College. And, of course, with Christian Ostrander, one of the assistant baseball coaches at Southern Miss who coached at Jones. So there, there's that, uh, that pipeline, too, that uh, Southern Miss and Jones have, have going there. But, again, D1 Baseball reporting that Travis Creel will be leaving Louisiana Tech, coming to Southern Miss as, the, uh, as an assistant coach, handling the same responsibilities that Chad Kaye did. Now, next week, media day for the Conference USA football teams will take place in Frisco, Texas beginning on Wednesday, July 17th and continuing Thursday, July 18th. Of course, all the coaches, all the head coaches will be there and a couple of athletes from each of the football teams will be there with their um, their views on how they expect the season to shape up. And again, that's next Wednesday. That's less than a week away that Media Day will be taking place in Frisco. Now, Conference USA fans, uh, those of you that want to follow uh, the proceedings in Frisco can do so by watching ESPN Plus or you can get the Watch ESPN app. The coaches' interviews and the player interviews for Conference USA Media Day next Wednesday and Thursday can be viewed on ESPN Plus or the Watch ESPN app. Taking a look at some of the early games on the schedule in Conference USA, Southern Miss doesn't begin the season until Saturday, August 31st, of course, the home opener against Alcorn. But the conference itself will actually begin play on Thursday, August 29th. That's two days before Southern Miss will tee it up. And on Thursday night, August 29th. It's not just that rare one game. There's four games on the slate for Thursday, August 29th. Gardner-Webb will be at Charlotte. FIU will be at Tulane. Of course, Tulane
Tulane, a former member of the conference. Alabama State, the Hornets won't have to go far from Montgomery to play UAB in Birmingham. And then Central Arkansas from the Southland Conference will travel to Western Kentucky. Those games are all on Thursday, August 29th. Then on Friday, August 30th, Rice kicks off its season when the Owls will fly up to Army and take on Army. And then, of course, our Golden Eagles will begin the season on Saturday, August 31st against Alcorn. So you want to keep track of Media Day for Conference USA. That's next Wednesday and Thursday, live from Frisco, Texas, ESPN Plus and the Watch ESPN app. We want to thank our guests uh, being on the program today, Marcus Polk. He joined us uh, early in the program. He was a track star at Southern Miss from 2001 to 2005. And uh, Carrie Luke joined us on the show. Carrie Luke, a baseball player for Hill Denson, uh, Damon Ionelli, and Doug Lambeth, some of the other coaches there. Charlie Gray, I think he mentioned. Uh, he's now coaching golf. Uh, in Collinsville at his alma mater of uh, West Lauderdale and had some great uh, baseball uh, stories to share with us. Now, on the Super Talk stations tonight in Laurel, uh, the big political forum will take place in Laurel. Most of our crew is there now getting ready for that big event. And then one week from tonight, that political forum will shift to Lamar County, where all the candidates will get five or six minutes or so to bring their message to the people that will be streamed on our on our station and all these different uh, ways that you can follow these things now in anticipation of the Tuesday, August 6th primary. It'll be here before you know it. And of course, August 6th here in South Mississippi is the first day of public school for the kids at grade school, junior high, and high school. So that's going to be a very busy day on Tuesday, August 6th, but we'll do everything we can here at Super Talk to make sure that you're ready for it one way or another. I want to thank you for joining us and the texts and phone calls we get from all of you enjoying the program. Thank you so much because without you, there is no us. So for producer engineer Dalton Stanford, I'm Kelly Sander. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you here tomorrow for another edition of the Eagle Hour. And until then, Southern Miss to the top. Into the future I want to fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.